Welcome to the Wilderness Outreach Mancast. My name is John. I'm here with my brother in Christ, Peter. Mancast is your weekly adventure into the wilds of masculine spirituality, where we will be hunting for the meaning of manhood, tracking down the intersection of faith and science, uncovering true leadership, and searching for the deep meaning of the history of God's created universe. So strap on your hiking boots and get your backpack, grab your compass and map, and let's get rolling. Take it away, my brother. Right on. God, come to my assistance. Our Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. God has appointed him to judge the living and the dead. Hallelujah. Oh, that's the wrong one. I'm sorry. That's for Easter. (laughs) I've made you the light of all nations to carry my salvation to the ends of the earth. O God, give your judgment to the king, to a king's son, your justice, that he may judge your people in justice and your poor and right judgment. May the mountains bring forth peace for the people and the hills justice. May he defend the poor of the needy and save the children of the needy and crush the oppressor. He shall endure like the sun and the moon from age to age. He shall descend like rain on the meadow, like like raindrops on the earth. In his days, justice shall flourish and peace till the noon fails. He shall rule from sea to sea, from the great river to the earth's bounds. Before him, his enemies shall fall, his foes lick the dust. The kings of Tarshish and the sea coasts shall pay him tribute. The kings of Sheba and Seba shall bring him gifts. Before him, all kings shall fall prostrate. All nations shall serve him. Glory to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I have made you the light of all nations to carry my salvation to the ends of the earth. The Lord will save the children of the poor and rescue them from slavery. For he shall save the poor when they cry, and the needy who are helpless He will have pity on the weak and save the lives of the poor. From oppression he will rescue their lives. To him their blood is dear. Long may he live. May the gold of Sheba be given him. They they shall pray for him without ceasing and bless him all the day. May corn be abundant in the land to the peaks of the mountains. May its fruit rustle like Lebanon. May men flourish in the cities like grass on the earth. May his name be blessed forever and endure like the sun. Every tribe shall be blessed in him. All nations bless his name. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who alone works wonders. Ever blessed his glorious name. Let his glory fill the earth. Amen. Amen. Glory Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord will save the children of the poor and rescue them from slavery. Now the victorious reign of our God has begun. We praise you, the Lord God Almighty, who is and who was. You have assumed your great power. You have begun your reign. The nations have raged in anger, but then came your day of wrath and the moment to judge the dead. The time to reward your servants, the prophets, and the holy ones who revere you, 
the great and small alike. Now have salvation and power come, the reign of our God and the authority of his anointed one. For the accuser of our brothers is cast out, who night and day accused them before God. They defeated him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Love for life did not deter them from death. So rejoice, you heavens, and you that dwell therein. Glory to the Father, to the Son, to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Now the victorious reign of our God has begun. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will take flight. Draw close to God, and he will draw close to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you backsliders. Be humbled in the sight of the Lord, and he will raise you on high. To you, O Lord, I make my prayer for mercy. To you, O Lord, I make my prayer for mercy. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against you. I make my prayer for mercy. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. To you, O Lord, I make my prayer for mercy. The rich man, who had refused Lazarus a crust of bread, pleaded for a drop of water. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud and their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Glory to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The rich man who had refused Lazarus a crust of bread pleaded for a drop of water. In his mercy, God sends the Holy Spirit to shine on us so that our lives may radiate holiness and faith. Let us raise our voices in prayer and say, Lord, give life to your people whom Christ has redeemed. Lord, sort source of all holiness draw bishops priests and deacons closer to christ through the eucharistic miracle mystery may they grow daily in grace of their ordination teach christ's faithful people to be devout and attentive at the table of his word and of his body so that they may bring into their daily lives the grace they receive through faith and sacrament Grant, Lord, that we may see in each person the dignity of one redeemed by your Son's blood, so that we may respect the freedom and the conscience of all. Teach us to restrain our greed for earthly goods. 
and to have concern for the need of others. Be merciful to your faithful people whom you have called by, to yourself today. Grant them the gift of eternal happiness. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. and Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God of love, bring us back to you. Send your spirit to make us strong in faith. Grant this to our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. And may the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. So, welcome to the second week of Lent. Contrary to the advertisement that we made, or I made earlier, I called it the third week of Lent, a typical rookie type of mistake. And I called it the third week of Lent because counting that first week that Ash Wednesday's in, this is sort of the third week, but the weeks of Lent are actually counted by the Sundays. So this past Sunday was the second Sunday of Lent, which makes this the second week of Lent. So uh, I would say uh, a, uh, a rookie mistake for sure, but I ask for your forgiveness, my good friends. I think there's, um, again, we'll have a short and um, prayer time tonight, but it was interesting that the uh, antiphon to the canticle of Mary refers to a man named Lazarus. And I think that all of us have heard of the Lazarus who rose from the dead. And this particular Lazarus is a different Lazarus that is spoken of. So in this, um, in this uh, particular, particular canticle, the, uh, or in the antiphon for the Canticle of Mary, again, it says, the rich man who had refused Lazarus a crust of bread pleaded for a drop of water. And what's interesting about the way the, the, uh, uh, the liturgy, the hours, and the, the, the Roman Missal, which I have here, which is the order of the Mass, and all the readings of the Mass throughout the year, including the, the Holy Times, uh, they coordinate fairly well. So a lot of times uh, there'll be references uh, in the office, readings by the fathers of the church and the doctors of the church regarding these particular readings. And uh, so anyway, the one Lazarus I think most of us are familiar with is the Lazarus who Christ did raised from the dead. And uh, I believe that gospel reading was fairly recent in the, in the mass cycle. And, uh, but uh, this particular one was the, the reading for today, and I'd like to go ahead and read it. It's a little long, but I think it's, it kind of speaks to this, this thing in our life about having wealth as opposed to having spiritual wealth to say physical or material wealth as opposed to having 
spiritual wealth and well-being. So this is a, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to the Pharisees, there was a rich man who was dressed in purple gar garments and fine linen and dined sumptuously each day. And lying at his door was a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who would gladly have eaten this fill, his fill of scraps that fell from the rich man's table. Dogs even used to come and lick his sores. When the poor man died, he was carried away by the angels to the bosom of Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. And from the netherworld, where he was in torment, he raised his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he cried out, Father Abraham, have pity on me. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in the water and cool my tongue, for I am suffering torment in these flames. Abraham replied, My child, remember that you received what was good during your lifetime, while Lazarus likewise received what was bad. But now he is comforted here, whereas you are tormented. Moreover, between us and you is a great chasm to prevent anyone from crossing who might wish to get from our side to yours or from your side to ours. He said, then I beg you, Father, send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may warn them, lest they too come to this place of torment. But Abraham replied, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. He said, oh, no, Father Abraham, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. Then Abraham said, If they will not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, even if someone should rise from the dead. That's pretty profound stuff because I think Christ is foretelling his death, right? And, and his resurrection. And that even though he comes back from the dead, you know, as of old, people will still deny, you know, the eternal life of Jesus Christ and what he has to offer us. Even if they see him himself rise from right. the dead, they will not believe. Hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Why are we like that? <laughs> <laughs> why are yeah. humans like why, that? Why are we miserable <laughs> sinners, right? Why are we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's tough. It's mind-boggling. Yeah, it is. You know, I've encountered that in my own life for sure before. You know, I'm sure that everyone has had some instances of that go on. You know what I mean? It's like Paul says. It's like we do the things we hate. <laughs> we don't do the things that are good for us. Yeah. Yeah, and even when we know... Um, you know, that thing called concupiscence, right? That's a, one of those great Catholic words. I love it. But basically means that we're ordered towards sin somehow, right? So it's even like, 
you know, I, I feel like sometimes I'm on this kind of a roller coaster of virtue and sin. And it's mm. like, and so when, when I bottom out with the sin and then I feel absolutely miserable, Lord, I, you know, I'm, I'm so contrite. I, you know, help me, save me a sinner like me. I'm just like, I give me the strength and the energy and the, the grace to, you know, to power through this somehow and, and to be your man and to, to be a virtuous man with a, a clean heart and a clean mind and clean hands. Yeah. And that's like, and it's like, and it seems like it works for a while. And then the next thing you know, there's that concupiscence. It's like this, this, this momentum that we have in us. It's always driving us back towards sinful inclination again. So it's, Yeah. It's a constant thing too. Even if you're aware of it, it's like, yeah, it's always there. Yeah. Thank God for, for penance. That's right, man. For the sacrament. Yeah. Confession's a game changer for sure. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. I find at certain periods in my life, I need to go weekly. And then even if I don't, I think that like you're saying on that roller coaster, everybody experiences that. Like we, if we uh, just make it a habit, you know what I mean? Like once every other week or whatever, even if you don't really have anything crazy to confess, just di- just get in there, call it good. You know what I mean? It's a great, great place to start. Why? Well, and I, I think, you know, uh, and I think you're, you, you're similar to me and a lot of men and I'd say, you know, even women, but the, the problem of sin tends to start with some kind of corrupted thinking. Yeah. Right? And it's not necessarily, it's not like a really, it's kind of like sneaks its way in a little bit on the corner of your imagination or your, your thought process. Right. And then you sort of know it's there and then you like, get away from me, you know, get away, push, push it away. And then it, it sneaks in a little bit further. And then you start to, um, you start to give it more time, right? And thought. So it starts to yeah. build. So what I found is with penance is get into get into confession when it's that at that point, right? Cleanse yeah. it out. Talk to the priest about it. Yeah, this thought's just like coming in out of left field here, right? And then it's a it kind of it's an irritant or it's a, you know, it's like you know, some kind of itch that you you gotta try to scratch or something, right? And if you can get in there and like dig it out early. And that's why I think frequent confession is so important because that, that can help put a stop to it, you know, and get the, and kind of get it, get it, uh, you know, stop it before it gets rolling too, too fast and gets too big. And yeah. Right. It's like a fire. Yeah. A little fire getting started. So Sometimes we don't realize, I don't, I mean, I don't realize how, how big of a deal that is when those little thoughts start. I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know? And then the next thing you know, it's too late, man. Yeah. Yeah. It gets in a, you know, that's that, that book we talked about back a few months ago in the leadership series by uh, James Allen, 1903, 1904, 1905. He wrote that book called as a man thinketh. Yeah. And I said, that's kind of sort of, that's it, right? That's exactly so what he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You think garbage stuff, get ready to t- 
to reap a bunch of garbage, right? So, yeah. And if you think and you really discipline your mind with the grace of God, uh, you know, you can build virtue in your life, right? It's yeah. Really, yeah, it's important. Uh, so it kind of comes down to that thing that, you, that we've talked about as well, you know, that journey in our lives of uh, the journey of a man, you know, from uh, self-awareness to yeah. self-possession to self-gift, you know, to be that true self-gift that we, we yearn so much to be for the other, you know, we have to, we have to start back at the ground one. Who am I? What am I doing? What, what am I doing that I shouldn't be doing? You know, what am I thinking that I shouldn't be thinking? You know, what am I doing that I, that I should be doing? And what, what do I want to continue to do? Right. So that whole self-awareness piece is so important, right? So once we're aware of it, then the goal is to possess ourselves. Yeah. it's the hard part. Yeah. Yeah. That's the hard part. And that, and that, that, that in that possession part is kind of where I think the sacrament of reconciliation plays out, right? Because if we can get in there and say, okay, help me possess this father, help me possess this Lord to see what it is and to, you know, allow the God's grace to flow into me to, 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 to defeat it because I can't do it. You know, I can't handle yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. I think that's another big part of it is realizing confession helps me realize like I'm not out here alone. You know, I don't have to do it alone. And like I get reminded of that every time I go to confession. It's like I have help. I just uh, I'm supposed to ask. But it's like uh, asking for directions, John. We know yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. <laughs> Basic instructions before <laughs> leaving Earth, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's right man well my my brother uh last saturday we had a, a pretty good showing up at the damascus youth summer camp so, oh yeah uh, yeah we had some really good brothers show up up there um andrew ortiz was up there with good. us dan pizzino uh sean and his son uh, landon for the life of me right now, Sean's last name is, is not, uh, is not in my mind, but, um, uh, Sean, first time, uh, Sean, Sean actually showed up to men's conference two years ago with his son, Landon, and they sold a, some wood off. Right. Yeah. And Sean was telling me about that. He said they took it home and they took wood a wood burning set and they burned this beautiful wilderness outreach, uh, emblem on that piece of wood. He showed it to me. Nice. Yeah. It was really sweet. So then they came back, you know, two weeks ago, they were back. And then last week uh, he and Landon showed up and what a great dude, man. It's like, a, it was really good to see him to really like move into the, the brotherhood. He's a, he's a, uh, uh, a fireman. And cool. uh, an EMT, an environment, you know, just a, just all around guy with some real good skills and real good thinking, right? Just uh yeah, really good Catholic man. So it was really good to see him. Uh, Sam Jones, uh, father-in-law was there. And then about uh, 25 men from Damascus. So we had, nice. you know, we had about 30, 35 guys out there and uh, yeah, it was really sweet. 
really sweet. Gave, we gave one of the big axes away and three smaller axes for the, the dude of the the dude of the week or the dude of the weekend. We didn't call him that, but the man of the weekend won the big still splitting <laughs> axe, right? Yeah, so, those are nice. Yeah, yeah. So that was a lot of fun. So uh, that's awesome. Did you guys get a lot done? Yeah, I'd say we cut and split six cords of wood, which is considerable. Yeah, it's a lot. So we had, we had, uh, we had 12 manual splitters going, you know, the muscle type. So, and there was like, there's probably between those 12 splitters that was keeping anywhere from, uh, up to 20 guys busy just on that. And we had two, um, uh, two hydraulic splitters going. And then in the meantime, those guys are splitting, we're tossing the wood into the, the dump trailers. So we had two dump trailers going and just like, you know, filling them up like every half hour, you know, to 45 minutes, wow. we had a load and like hauled over and dump it. And so, yeah, it was, it was a sweet time. Good time. Good stuff. Yep. That's awesome. Sorry. I missed out, man. Maybe one of these days I'll get off weekends. Yeah. Yeah, but it's fun. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, brother, I think uh, we'll call it an evening here and we'll be back next week with another evening prayer of Lent and uh, and some other conversations. So uh, I will finish us off with a uh, a final prayer here. If you'll take care of the exit music. That's right. In the name of the Father and the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Bestow upon your servants, Lord, the abundance of grace and protection. Grant us health of mind and body. Grant fullness of fraternal charity. And make them always devoted to you. Through Christ our Lord.